Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. And here's a question for you. Okay. I'm asking you this question not because I'm trying to knock anybody, but I want you to have some self reflection. Okay. How many practitioners have you had? So doctors, coaches, therapists, psychiatrists, et cetera. Okay. Any, anyone that helps you with your personal development, spiritual teachers, pastors, yoga teachers, go down the list. Okay. How many practitioners have given you a heads up before you begin to change? Okay. That, hey, you're going to have some emotions come up that you're going to want to avoid as we change. Think about this. How many practitioners have said, you know, we're going to help you change your diet, but there's going to be a ton of emotion that comes up that's going to take you out and we should be prepared for that. Zero. Zero. Okay. Why? Okay. Now I'm not against anybody, but this is a problem. All right. Everyone's trying to tell you what to do. Missing you emotionally. Sounds like your childhood. Okay. Doesn't it? Okay. And here's the deal. Not only do they not give you the heads up, Hey, there's going to be some tough stuff. How many practitioners have then said, okay, here's how you can take a trauma informed approach to support self-regulation to make your journey successful. How many practitioners have done? Well, first of all, the answer was zero on the first one. So now the second one is zero. That's a double zero. Who's got two zeros here? Let me see if I show hands. Okay. This is a problem, okay? So what I want to do is I want to give you a heads up. Okay, double negative goes there. That's awesome, Brady. Love that, right? So I want to give you a heads up, okay? And we're going to talk about the six pillars of uh, self-regulation, okay? But before I do, I want you to understand something, okay? What I'm about to show you is two-dimensional as a graphic, but it's actually four-dimensional, Okay. Four-dimensional means it's here, it's this way. It's like you have the x-axis, y-axis, and z-axis. That's the 3D. Does that make sense? Right? So where am I in time? But then the fourth dimension is time. So at what time does it happen to? Okay? So when we spiral in the fourth dimension, what that basically means is it's where it's a time in your, it's a, it's a, it's a place in your life. It's a time in your life. And it comes around like this. And it goes around like this. Okay? And so what that means is, New level, new devil. This is not a one and done thing. This is a, I go through it. I, I, I hit a certain top and what happens? I go back down and I go through it again and I spiral like that. Does that make sense? Y'all, is that, is that making sense? Yes, hopefully. Okay. So new level, new devil. And also if you feel like a lot of the work that you haven't been, or the law of work that you've been doing hasn't been working. Uh, if you've been with me for a while, you've heard me make this analogy. It's like Jumanji. Okay, the trauma work, the nervous system work, the coaching, the therapy, whatever you've done up until now was like the last level. So if you're on level one Jumanji, you 
awesome. But the next level you want to get to in your life, in your relationships, in your purpose, in your healing, in your finances, okay, requires a different approach, right? And here's the thing. Every level gets harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. Who follows? Does this make sense? So I want you to imagine a spiral that as you go up, the spiral gets harder and steeper. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's like the gravity gets more intense. All right. Are y'all tracking with me on this? Yes. Okay, cool. Because it's important to understand that this is going to be a two-dimensional graphic, but there's a lot more going on than just like, let me go through this one time. Like, no, this is like a lifestyle. Okay. So let me just share this with you. Can you guys see this? Yep. Okay, great. So so the first pillar of self-regulation is safe and transformational co-regulation. Okay. Co-regulation and that term, I, we were probably the first to use it in the coaching space and certainly on Instagram <laughs> uh, for sure. Nobody, there's nobody talking about that before us. Um, and it's important that, you know, people have been talking more and more about co Who's heard this term co-regulation? Let me see if I show hands. Okay. Yeah. It's important. It's connection. Okay. But there's different types of co-regulation. There's like shitty co-regulation, right? Where it's just like, I don't know, you're just, you're just in the room with someone who's maybe a jerk or whatever, and you have to collapse yourself. There can be traumatizing co-regulation in a way, right? We want safe, transformational co-regulation, okay? Meaning you have safety to transform into your next level, right? Not safety to be quiet, not safety to shut down, not safety to bypass emotion. Just, you know, change your mindset and be grateful. Well, we're not doing that here, okay? Gratitude is beautiful, but mindset and gratitude work is not... There's way more to change than just being grateful for stuff, okay? So what this means is we want to be in an environment, an environment. Where are you day-to-day where you can mutually send and receive safe signals that allow you to transform, right? Your day-to-day environment has such a great, without the the right environment, this is why this is at the bottom. Because without the right environment, everything else is almost impossible, okay? Who follows? Does this make sense? If I don't have a, the right environment to feel safe to transform, safe to be myself, safe to change, safe to do it differently, it's really hard to get to somewhere else, okay? And so we want to be in the right environment. We also want to have safe and transformational co-regulation in the right community, right? We don't want to change on our own, okay? Who here feels like you found an amazing community here? Let me see if I show my hands, right? The community is so important, okay? We also want safe and transformational co-regulation with the right practitioners, right? There are lots of practitioners, coaches, therapists, doctors, and they don't prioritize safety. Nothing against any specific profession. I work with almost every profession, either as a client myself or clients with us and they're friends of mine. But what we have to realize is when we talk about a safe practitioner, there's what's called a relational alliance, okay? What does that mean? It means that one of the greatest changes that occurs is a safer relationship, right? When we look at the efficacy, what works, right? Why does something work? A lot of times, y'all, it's not the thing, whether it's EMDR or somatic experiencing or even cognitive behavioral therapy. It's the practitioner and your relationship with them that really does the change. Who follows? Does this make sense? So when someone says to me, blank didn't work, you know, Mastin, you don't understand. EMDR just doesn't work for me. I always ask, like, well, how safe did you feel with that person? And usually the answer is not that safe, right? So it's not that, like, therapists aren't safe. There's great therapists who are super safe. It's not that coaches aren't safe. There are great coaches that are super safe, right? But we want to start 
with a safe and transformational environment, community, and practitioner. Without those things, everything else won't happen. Let me say it slightly differently. Everything else is highly unlikely to happen. Okay. I can't, it's, it's hard, I don't want to be said that definitive. It's very difficult. Okay. Because you can't out willpower your environment. Who follows? Does this make sense? Okay. If you're in a community where you're always hiding, it doesn't work. Right. If you have practitioners where you don't feel safe, it doesn't work. Right. Anyone ever like done what you thought would make the practitioner happy versus what you actually wanted to do? Right. Nothing wrong. Right. But we have to realize, like, hold on a second, y'all. Before I even try to get into anything else, do I feel safe day to day where I am to be my this person I'm trying to become? Do I feel safe to share all parts of myself? Do I feel safe to share the tough emotions? Do I feel safe to admit that I'm feeling a certain way? Right. Is it, is it, and is it physically safe for me to do so here with others? Right. Who falls? Does this make sense? Okay. So without this, nothing else really becomes possible. Okay. This is like, if this was physics, this is the big bang. After the big bang, life happens. Okay. But before the big bang, no life. I just, I love physics. So you're going to get physics analogies for me sometimes. Okay. Okay. Next. Okay. What we have, and we're going to get into some, we're going to start doing neuroscience terms. Okay. So don't start Googling. I'm not going to share the next slide until I get all hands to agree. You're not going to start Googling terms right now. Later. Who promises? Right now. All hands. Aaron. Okay, good. Okay, good. I see you, Sam. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. Google later, not now. Okay. So the first thing we want to realize once we have safety is, okay. Well, even before I reveal this, okay. We know that a top-down approach is not the best approach, meaning just changing your mindset and your thinking is not where you want to start. Who, If it was that easy, you would just change your mindset and you'd have whatever you want, right? Who here has a really hard time changing your mindset? Really hard time, okay? So we don't start with mindset, okay? The first thing we start with is what's known as, is this working? Here we go, okay. Meta-affective awareness and skill set. What is that? Let me explain. Okay. Meta is a larger understanding of affect is emotion. So you want to have a larger understanding. Meta affect refers to the feelings you have about your emotions. How do you feel about your emotions? Which is a little bit of like a, like a catch 22, but you have an emotion. There's a way you feel about that emotion. So how do you feel about grief? How do you feel about anger? How do you feel about asserting yourself? They're emotions. Okay. This includes feeling good or bad emotions as well as how you think about your feelings and how you feel about your feelings, okay? So I know that's a little like kind of wordy, but meta-affective awareness is, do I know how I feel? And do I know how I feel about how I feel? And a lot of people don't even know how they feel, right? They're like, you ask them how they feel, they're like, I feel like you're annoying, (laughs) right? And so the first thing we want to realize is if we want something, you can't, if you can't measure something, you can't improve it. If you can't notice something, you can't improve it. So we want to understand how do you feel and how do you feel about how you feel? Because if we can improve how you feel about how you feel, it's a game changer. Most of the reasons why you get stuck is because you don't feel good about how you feel, right? You can have a really hard emotion, but have a different emotion about it. Does that make sense? 
right? That's called what's called meta-effective awareness and then meta-effective skill set, which is, okay, how do I navigate all the feels? Who's ever heard of that? How are you today? I'm in all the feels. I'm in my feelings. I'm Drake today. I'm just Drake. I'm going to be Drake today. I'm going to be in all my feelings, right? So meta-effective awareness and skill set is I know how to feel what I feel and I know how to feel about how I feel. And I feel solid about that. Does that make sense? I need a yes or no in the chat. Okay, makes sense. Okay, that's step one. So we need safety. Well, safety is step one. Safe community, safe environment, safe practitioners. Step two is how do I feel about how I feel? And most people, especially if this is the beginning for you, don't feel that great about how they feel. Right? How do I feel? Why would you even ask that? Well, you got work to do if you're thinking that way. (laughs) Okay. Right. So, like when you're triggered, for example, right? How do you feel about being triggered? Ah, it's so upsetting. I I just, I just quit. I get frustrated and I quit. Right. So, if we can improve how you feel about a trigger, how you feel about being activated, how you feel about overwhelm or stress or depression, right? We're going to help you move forward. Who follows? Does this make sense? Okay. Okay. Next. The next step is what's called metasomatic awareness. Metasomatic awareness. Okay. What does that mean? Somatic awareness is being aware of the sensations in your body. So there's a difference between affect. Affect is emotion. Somatic is physical sensations in your body. Affect or, or emotion is how you, the emotions that you feel. Somatic is what are the sensations? So you could feel anxiety. That's an affect. That's an emotion that you're feeling. I'm feeling anxiety. I feel this like anxiety in my, in my chest. But I also feel tension in my stomach. Who follows? Does this make sense? So the tense, or I feel like, you know what? I feel anxious, but like my right shoulder and neck is just so tight, right? That's a somatic experience right? So somatic awareness is being aware of the sensations in your body. And if you have a trauma history, your body is the last place you want to be, right? I always, for a long time, used to just wish I could be a brain in a jar. (laughs) Just like, go do stuff, right? And so somatic awareness involves paying attention to the physical sensations and your body experience, along with the feelings you have about your body experiences. So if you have physical pain, that's somatic. Like chronic pain, the pain that you feel is somatic pain. How do you feel about that physical pain? Does that make sense? Are you guys with me so far? Yes? Okay. So we have to have a safe environment. We want to have meta-affective awareness, which is how do I feel about how I feel? And what do I do about how I feel? Metasomatic awareness is what's my body doing? Is there like a tension in my stomach? Am I clenching my jaw? Am I like hunched over, right? Is my heart racing, right? What's happening in my body when these emotions happen? And your physical sensations are separate from your emotions. Affect is emotion. Somatic is body. Who follows? Does this make sense? Okay. So what is my body doing? This is why if I just talked about emotional regulation, that's not enough, right? Because emotional regulation is just affect. Who follows? Y'all with me? Okay. Next. Okay. We want to have what's called metacognition. 
Okay, now Mastin, what are you talking about? Metacognition. He's throwing all these terms. Okay, metacognition is when you has how you think about your thinking. Okay, it means that you're aware of your thoughts and the processes involved in how you think, so that you can control, guide, and improve your thinking. Okay, but that is almost impossible if you don't get your affect and your somatics on board first. Okay, does that make sense? Right, because you're thinking. Who here's ever had the experience? Like you have a clear thought, like oh, this makes sense, and then trigger, and you're gone. It's just gone. Who knows what I'm talking about, right? So what happens is your mindset gets upset by an emotional trigger, and you're like, I don't know what to do, right? Well, we need metaffective awareness, metaffective skill sets to manage those emotions, to know what to do. We need to understand what's happening in your body, okay, so that we can unclench our jaw. In fact, just right now, y'all, unclench your jaw, sit up straight, take your body out a little bit. Notice any tension. Okay. Just notice that. Okay. And metacognition is, okay, that's the rationale. That, that's the reasoning. It's understanding how you do your thinking. Metacognition is, how do I think about my thinking? Metasomatic awareness is, how do I think and feel about my body and its tension? or it's stayed in my, in, in my, in my physical body, meta-affective awareness is how do I feel about it, right? And the problem is you might have good metacognition and really shitty somatic awareness and affective awareness, right? You ask most people how they feel. They're like, mm, I don't know how I feel. Don't even ask me that. I, didn't, I can't even answer that question. I don't even want to answer that question. All right, let me go work out and I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. The next step, okay, is what's called defense experiencing and restructuring. Let me break it down, okay? So defense experiencing is experiencing the things that are your defenses, right? So it's the stuff that you, you present that's like how you check out, right? So it's like, when, who here has noticed when I coach somebody, I'll highlight their evasiveness. I'm like, oh, that's kind of evasive. Who's seen me do that? Let me see if I show hands, right? What I'm doing is I'm making their defenses explicit. Does that make sense? Like, oh, that's a defense. That's a defense. We didn't answer my question, right? I'm going, oh, that's the defense. And then other parts come in, they're like confused. Oh, what do you mean? Right? All that type of stuff, right? So part of this process is we're going to initiate a change. We're going to have a safe environment, safe practitioner, safe community. We're going to improve how you feel about how you feel. We're going to improve the, uh, your relationship to your physical body. We're going to help you improve your thinking about how you think. And once we're comfortable with those things, we're going to experience the way you defend that's unconscious, and we're going to restructure that defense. And so what that means is when you go through a defense experiencing and restructuring, you learn to identify and give up survival-based defense responses that you might have, right? Procrastination, overwhelm, et cetera, okay? And this allows you to start expressing emotions, physical sensations, thoughts, that were previously too difficult due to excessive inhibition, meaning avoidance, right? So what that means is now you get in touch with the anger. Now you get in touch with the, the, the sadness. Now you get in touch with the desire. You know what? Yeah, I do want that. I do want to have a big life. I do want money. I do want to have, be joyful. I want to be excited, right? Or I'm just angry, right? This is why it's so valuable to listen, right? Because if we can help you experience how you have unconsciously defended yourself and restructure how you defend yourself to make your defensive defenses up to date, okay, and to make your defenses 
applicable to today because there's things you want to defend against for sure. Okay. But we have to, we want to experience it and restructure that. Right. But here's the thing. If you get taken out by triggers, we never get that far. Who follows? Does this make sense? Right. And what happens is if you don't have meta effective awareness, metasomatic awareness, metacognition, and you don't have safety, instead of defense re-experiencing and restructuring, instead of restructuring, you get re-traumatization. Right. So you can go through the same thing over and over and over again, re-traumatizing yourself, or you could experience it and make a different choice. So we want to understand how do you defend yourself from your next level with procrastination, with confusion? How do I, how do I, how do I just keep a lid on it and not say something when I really want to, right? My negativity threshold so high that like I have to literally be like almost dead broke and just discarded before I say something, right? How can we experience that and then help you restructure it? Does that make sense, y'all? Are you all with me on this? So I, can't, I can't tell. Are your defenses up? <laughs> Immediately, the defense is like, delete this layer. We will not do this layer. Okay, we're not doing it. We're going to do all the other layers, but this layer. You had me at meta-effective awareness, but defense restructuring, we are not allocating our defense spending elsewhere. Okay, we have our enemy, and it is me. <laughs> okay, but that's what we want to do. We want to restructure how you defend yourself to be able to start to safely express your emotions. And guess what you get to do after that, y'all? Guess what's the last level? I'm starting to get confused, which is one of my defenses. Exactly. The minute you start talking about defenses or protectors, they... Right? All of a sudden, really smart people get real dumb real quick. Right? I don't understand. I understand quantum physics, but I do not understand how I defend myself. What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. So once you restructure your defenses, okay, then the next level from there is you're actually able to have authentic self-expression. Okay. And the goal of authentic self-expression is to be able to express the fullness, the fullness of who you are in a safe and new way. And that will set you up to reach your next level, to achieve your goals, to create healthy relationships, and to benefit other people in your life. Okay? Who here's ever said something like, I just want to be my true self? What if your true self right now is terrified of how you feel? What if your true self right now doesn't even know you have tension in your right shoulder? What if your true self right now just wishes that you would not be taken out by triggers? And what if your true self has no way of experiencing a new outcome? just stuck. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.